Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. We never ever charge for anything, but we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff to get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by most of the lads today. I'm not going to bother going through the names, but most of them. Um, we're just going to discuss where we're going to look forward to the Bournemouth game um, on Sunday. With a bit of optimism, I'd like to think, after the last podcast was so miserable. Um, apologies on my, on my part there. Start with a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's see. This is the thing. Building them up to let them down already. Um, Andrew, I'll, I'll start with you first of all, then, mate, because it looks like the club want to sell Amadou Onana um, for around sixty million. Because, um, well, we know, you know, he's he's obviously got bigger plans in his mind. I'm, I'm sure he has, and he wants to test his talents somewhere else. But do you think sixty million would represent good business for? Amadou Onana, and, and how personally how would you rate his season out of 10? I would say, well, we got him for 35 to 40, yep. right? That was about his buying costs. I mean, shit, turning a profit in any sense of the word is a weird form of praise for good business for us. Um, yep. I just, the fact that Chelsea and Todd Bowley exist makes me think that 60 is nowhere near what we could get for him. Mm. That's going to muddy the waters. I think I think we could get 70 uh, to 80 yeah. for some particularly stupid owners. Um, I think that's a possibility for sure. In terms of rating his season, I would say 6 out of 10. Mm. Uh, I would say there's more good than bad. It's been in fits and starts. He's been inconsistent, but he is young. It, just because he's a giant, I think people forget that. He is really, really young, and he also gets kicked to fuck. Yeah. game in and game out and that's got to affect his consistency when mm. he's carrying knocks you know year round yeah 100 percent, mate he's been getting battered this season really it's um it's been a steep learning curve for him but uh james what about you mate do you think 60 million represents good value for money to on a return or like andrew do you think we can get more um i feel like for his age and the potential he's got um Feel like we could get a little bit more, but after the season he's had, he's been it, obviously it's hard to get to get used to the Prem after coming over from League League One, yeah. was it? They come from from France, yeah. 
feel like he's done he's done relatively well. I feel like he's he's still he's held himself back a little bit. Mm. Obviously, the situation we've been in, he's not been able to express himself that much because we've been under that much pressure from other teams where he's not even been able to get out of yeah. out of gear. But sixty mil at the current time, <laughs> I feel like we could we can't say no to that. If I'm honest, yeah, there's no other higher bidders than yeah, higher than me. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, soon find out on Sunday whether we get bent over a battle or not. The situation that we're in, sometimes some you know players leaving, you just don't have a choice at the end of the day, depending on how bad the situation is. But um, Lee, what about you, mate? Sixty mil for Onana, and also, how do you rate his season like? I was just going to say it's a shame that Mashiri's our chairman and not someone else's, because we'd definitely get more for him. That's true. If Mashiri was someone else's owner, not chairman, sorry, owner. Yeah. And I don't think Todd Bowley's going to be spending seventy million on them. Not after they spent what is it, two hundred million on midfielders in the last six months. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think we could get a little bit more if you double if you double your money on them. I think that's that's really really good business. Yeah. Um, in terms of the season, I think I agree with Andrew. Six out of ten. We've seen little bits of it, but I don't know whether it is he's been holding himself back or, as James said, whether it's just because you know the majority of the time teams have got more of the ball, so he can't express himself. But yeah. I think there's definitely there's definitely a massive ceiling for them, and unfortunately in our current position, whether it's this season, whether we. I think if we get relegated, he's gone. Regardless, I don't can't see him playing for us. But mm. if we stay up, I think we can get another year or so with him. But I don't see him being here long term yeah. just because of the situation with him. I mean, yeah. if we do something miraculous next year, if we stay up and finish like in the top half, mm. that might give him a bit of confidence that we are moving. But I just can't see it. Yeah. So I'd be happy with seventy mil, and unless I think. I think he's just basically, it's just a waste because yeah. he's got a massive sell-on fee as well, hasn't he? Mm. Is it 25 or 20%? Yeah. So if you sell him for 70 and you've got to give Lil 20% of that, mm. so what's that? that's 14 mil. Yeah. So you're really only making then, what's that, 21 million pound profit. Yeah. Which is good business for only a year's worth. Of, you only had them for a year. Mm. Or, yeah. Um, Considering the player that he is with, you know, the attributes yeah. and, and all the skills, you'd like to think that you could get a bit it's more. Just, it's just a shame because we've signed a player there who's, who I think is going to go and play Champions League football regularly, but we're just not in the position to offer it to him. Same with Richarlison, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a recurring it's, team, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just a sad state of affairs that the club are in that you buy this player for a lot of money. Yeah, and yeah, it is good business if you do make money on them. But at the same time, you'd want to keep you want to keep players like that. Mm. If they ha- if their ceiling is that high, then surely you'd want to keep them. But yeah, definitely, we'd be in a nice situation if we'd have kept all the Lukaku and Stones and a couple of others. But yeah. Yeah, just the state of the club. Um, Paul, what about yourself, mate? Do you think Onana has been uh, utilised wrongly by Lampard and Dice? Do you think it? We haven't done him justice in, you know, putting him in a, a, a nice situation where he can flourish on the field. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a fair one because he's not exactly playing with world class players around him as well. So yeah. if he was going to look to settle down quickly and be given time on the ball and things like that, then you know he hasn't got the runners around him either. So I think he, yeah. he, he's been on a sticky wicket from the off. I think. Mm. Um, but when I have seen him though, John, in the in the games that you say were lesser, and I, again I don't, I don't want to be too unfair on the lad because you know I think it's a bit harsh because the season's been terrible all around. But yeah, yeah. He, I don't think it's been that impressive. I think we mentioned, didn't we, about sort of Fellaini's first year. And yeah. obviously, he became a real menace. And I loved Fellaini in the end. Um, yeah. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's got that bit of snide Fellaini had. Fellaini was kind of like, um, yeah, he mean it in a way, wasn't he? He was always in yeah. the opponent's faces. He was pinching. He was being a pain. But I just <laughs> don't see that. I know. <laughs> Listen, maybe it'll come in time and, you know, as Lee said, if he goes to a bigger Champions League club, maybe he'll flourish. Maybe. Yeah. I just mm. don't see it, though, mate. I don't see... You sometimes see, like, a first touch, don't you? Or mm. I think that pass he did at Brighton was probably one of the best passes he's done. Yeah. Um, certainly for the whole season. So it's in his locker. Um, but what one goal, two assists. I yeah. think he's quite high up in the, in the tackling statistics, isn't he? But, yeah, I think the jury is well out on Onana, I think. And I think 70, 60 million, especially with that 20% sell-on. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if we don't get those type of offers, if we stay in the Prem, then yeah, I think we should be aiming for that 70. But if we yeah. go down, I don't know what the club will do. Um, yeah. Whether it's a fire sale, 40 million, <laughs> we get mm. our money back, I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's a little unfair on the lab, but I certainly I, I would say that things I have seen about him, I thought, oh, not sure about this. Times mm. when we've needed someone to step up. And again, he is a young kid, but there's been games where you've looked around and thought, come on, lad, just just step it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get your foot yeah. on the ball, run with it, tack them. You're, you're a big lad. Mm. Show us something. Um, and, and, he, and he hasn't. So, again, maybe that comes with maturity or like Fellaini's first season. But, uh, yeah, if we get a 70 mil, then I'm afraid I'm waving bye-bye, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm not attached to any of them at the moment. Um, 70 mil, good business. 60 mil for the business. You got to thank Frank for that one too. He's the one that was, you know, raving about him before we actually got him and actually, you know, looked for him. uh, Because if this had been, you know, the reverse situation, Daishi's Mm -hmm. going after somebody that's not English Mm -hmm. and, you know, (laughs) about 30 pounds denser. Uh, (laughs) Definitely. You know, Frank does like a thousand midfield. He had a good eye in this one. Yeah, he was on the phone to him a couple of times as well, uh, and it was close between us and West Ham, and Frank got the deal done. Something that this is why I keep thinking Frank would be a better director of football than a manager because he's got that bit of that bit of pull on the phone. But yeah, 60, 70 million, great business. Uh, I do feel like if he'd have been put in in a, a holding two uh, for most of the season, I think he'd have had a much better season where he's just got a position locked down, whether that be. If you just said to him, you're you're the left-sided midfielder, your job is to help out the left fullback, take the ball from the, the left centre-back and pass it out to the left wing or whatever the case may be. And that's strictly your job. I think we'd have seen a much better season from Onana. Um, that flat five, flat three in midfield, whatever you want to call it, I don't like it. I don't feel like he knows what to do in that situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like... You know, we, we could have done a bit better for him, really, throughout the season from Daish and Lampard, really. But, yeah, 60, 70 million, it's got to be done, hasn't it? 
I'm afraid. Um, plus, with, with the snide thing as well, Paul, I feel like, you know, with Fellaini, I think, he, as you say, he, he had that from the off. Like, I don't think he can, that's something that you can develop over time. Or, or like, you can be a bit clever, but I feel like he's the personality of him is too nice for that. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got a really nice personality, which is not a bad thing, obviously, but it's not snide, is it? Do you know what I mean? So, no, yeah. Fellaini, Fellaini knew what he was doing. I loved Fellaini for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know we got his fair share of red cards and that, but I didn't mind that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't mind the odd one, don't you? When it's something like, you know, a few elbows are flying in and it's a, yeah. I don't know, the derby and you see them go. I love that. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I, but I definitely. think that kid's got more. Onana's got more than that. But mm. yeah, I'd, I'd love him to show it, like, especially Sunday. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Yeah. Um, like in the derby, we go back to the, this derby game where Van Dijk done that horror tackle on on his on his shin, could have broke his leg quite easily and got off with it. Um, but I feel like he was a bit bit too nice in that situation. And and again, I'm not trying to you know paint him in a bad light for being too nice because that's there's nothing wrong with that. But you know he just kind of bounced it off. He didn't kick up a fuss. He didn't try and snap anyone back. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Unfortunately, what John, I will finish on me. I think from his Instagram and I'm, again, I don't want to put down on him, but I think he is a sort of kind of Alex Awobi type character in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, he's he's doing his modelling and he's doing all his bits and bobs, which is sound, you know what I mean? Get, you know, get your money in and stuff like that. But it's coming across like, he, you know, it's sort of like, it's more the glamour rather than yeah. like the grit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we need someone who's like a bit of an enforcer in there. I think Garner's yeah. You know, he's having some good games, isn't he, Garner, to be fair, but yeah, then are we a little bit slow off the pace? But yeah, just I just wish he'd I, I want him to step up and maybe I thought Dice might have done that, but yeah. um, you know, give him the confidence to just you know, just attack that midfield. Yeah, um, you yeah. see loads of clubs that come to Goodison, mate, and it's there to be at. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame if he does leave, but you know, we'll we'll see how much we can get for him. Um Business is business at the end of the day. Just moving on then to the next point as well. Um, so according to the ESC on Twitter, 777 are out of the running for investing in a, in, in Everton, essentially. So, Andrew, I'll, I'll come to you first on this one, mate. Do you know about the exclusivity agreement with MSP? Uh, do you think it's got something to do with that? Or do you think they've looked into Everton's books a little bit more and decided no thanks? No, I think it comes down to Mashiri not wanting to full on sell or not wanting to sell for a price that somebody would actually buy us for. So that exclusivity is for minority investment and, you know, stringing things along, putting a bandaid on the old bullet wound. Yeah. Um, that's a American reference for all of you guys. Cause we have those like every other second. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think MSP is doing more of what Mashiri and Bill want to happen so giving them that exclusivity pretty much sealed the deal for 777. Like, we're not going to be able to buy this outright. Time to fuck off to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lee, and I know you, obviously, you speak to the S sometimes with, you know, being in the same group and stuff. Do you, How do you feel like, um, uh, to be fair, the S is pretty on point with what he's talking about when it comes to the finances. I mean, he predicted all the, you know, the finances before the, got published, you know, um, and, he, and he was pretty spot on with everything. Do you, do you feel like this is disappointing? Were you, were you hoping for 777 instead of MSP? I know a lot of people were, and how do you feel? Um, no, I'm, I was more hopeful of MSP because 
I feel like even though a full takeover would, especially if the debt is bought out, it would free up money and we'd be able to go and spend money again. Yeah. But I don't think 777 have got the type of money to give Machiri what he wants and clear the debt. Yeah. So I think they'd give Machiri what he wants, but it wouldn't clear the debt. So we'd still be in the same position, just mm. a new different owners. Whereas it's in this investment, it seems like it's going to free up a bit of finance for some funds yeah. from what I've seen. And they've got, I think they've got a bigger portfolio as well. I yeah. mean, they've got a stake in McLaren, one of the biggest, mm-hmm. biggest sports manufacturers, like car companies in the world. Yeah. You know, one of the most famous Formula One teams in the world. Yeah. So, now, I, I can't quite explain why I, why I prefer MSP because I don't know enough about either of them. Mm. But just looking like thinly through it, that I just feel that they've got a better portfolio and they've got a bit more money as well. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to be a potential where I think I've seen where they just buy, like basically what Machiri done. Machiri mm-hmm. came in and bought 49%. Yeah. So Bill could still be in charge of his big train, the big yeah. soft coat. Um, <laughs> and it looks like they're going to do that, buy little bits of Everton, like buy 20%, 20%, and mm. just build on it to the point where Machiri is no longer the majority shareholder and he sets off into the sun on his big Russian yacht. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye indeed, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Take Bill, Denise, fucking Grant with you. Yeah, all of them. Um, yeah, season a bit. James, how do you feel on the takeover stuff, mate? And and to be fair, mate, I, I, I don't know much about MSP and 7-7, only from what's been coming out in the latest reports. Like, So I, I don't really have an allegiance towards either side, but how do you feel on, on the matter with that? I'm the same. You know, I, um, I haven't seen... I don't know much about the the two um the two myself, but from what I was seeing with seven seven seven, like Lee said, then he wanted to come in and buy out the club, whereas yeah, he's going to let it go that easy. Mm. He's invested a lot into the stadium. Obviously, he, he tried to invest in the squad, didn't work. Yeah, so he's looking for that pump of money to try and get us back on a, a say straight and narrow, but as straight and narrow as we can possibly be. Yeah, moment in time, as he was saying, um, with the yacht, I don't think he'd get very far in it because he spent all his money on <laughs> Ross for the past few years. So, yeah, no, but as you say, don't know much myself, but if it just hope that it goes right, as he yeah. keeps saying, I just don't want it to go wrong again. Mm. Like we were saying, we can't, we can't keep going through this season after season. I know it's only been two years, but it feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah, it's gone on forever, and, yeah. Yeah, it's just <laughs> more I do receive and I don't want to lose all my air. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> mate. Yeah. Um Paul, we, we know that these guys they attended and everything game back in January when we got beat by Southampton embarrassingly. Um so it, it feels like they, you know, sorry to remind you all, like, but yeah, it feels like they're a little bit closer than everyone else. And obviously with this exclusivity agreement, um, do you feel like something is about to happen? Because with me personally, I felt like it with that Peter Kenyon stuff last year, you know, they had an exclusivity agreement and it just fell through. So 
yeah, I'm just a bit like, you know, we'll we'll see, we shall see. Like, but how do you feel, mate? Yeah, I think like everyone, um, I just because I want Ken Knight out that much. Yeah, I think I'd willingly sell to any group. They could just make any old name up and go, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. can't wait for them to come in. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think yeah, I, from obviously again, just, well, I'm quoting the S, but I think in the exclusivity, I think they allowed them full access, aren't they, to yeah. the absolute like warts and all on the accounts. Hmm. So you just wonder whether, like the other deals that may or may not have, you know, sort of got to that stage, is it the actual major debt that we've got that's going, oh, hang on a minute. Do you know yeah. what I mean? These are yeah. an absolute financial you know, down, basically. So yeah. that's what that's what concerns me. You know, we might see this a few times, but hopefully because they've been bandied around that much hmm. that they have already, you know, scrutinised the books and obviously – their expertise is in more sort of like investing in sort of potential. So the club's mm. got potential. So I'm just hoping that it'll come off and, and hopefully they do get these two, three board members in yeah. from the off. They get a say and um, they can really start ripping into this fucking shit show of a club, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if we stay off and we get that investment, then wow, I think we'll all look forward to something. Um, yeah. Not major, but just something to cling on to and then maybe focus on the stadium because I haven't even been able to enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. the other day, it looks amazing. And it's mm. like, you can't help but think, well, if we get relegated, is it going to get finished? And yeah. So we can't enjoy anything at the moment. So, no, I know. yeah. John, it could be anyone that comes in, mate, and I'd be thinking, oh, this is marvellous. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, just to wrestle it away from from Bill Kenlight and, and his sort of clingers on. So, yeah. Hopefully it is the real deal, mate, and we can mm. celebrate something if we stay up as well. Yeah, definitely. There's a, a few bots floating around on Twitter as well. I don't know if you've seen them lately popping up saying, be careful what you wish for and stuff. And it just makes me laugh, to be honest with you. But Alan Myers seems to think um, the board, um, th- there is going to be departures on the board and, and a new direction for the club, which is promising. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Um, Andrew, they've hinted at a potential... Um, data-driven recruitment strategy do you think that would suit Everton and, and personally do you like the idea of, of of that approach I love the idea of the approach especially where we're at financially right now you have to be incredibly clever with the money I mean I don't know how many people have seen the movie Moneyball I hate baseball yeah. but it was a good movie mm. um, but the whole premise of that was that team had fuck all to spend yeah. and they had to be incredibly specific about what roles they were filling in their recruitment mm-hmm. yeah. that weren't, you know, attractive on paper necessarily, which in Premier League terms is Premier League experience. That's like our Achilles heel is looking for someone with Premier League experience. <laughs> and generally that coincides with them washing out spectacularly mm-hmm. at their old club and they're 32 years old and yeah. they just want to ride out into retirement on high wages. Yep. What Moneyball would do in our situation is looking for somebody that has a crazy pass completion ratio or is really just has a stellar pre-assist record, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yep. The issue is, as always, is our director of football, who is familiar with that type of thing within the Red Bull system, yep. allowed to do their job. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't have any malice in my heart for brands or Thelwell at this point, Thelwell yet anyways, mm. because it's clear that Kenwright, Mashiri, and Drabshian are actually the ones hitting the yes or no buttons. Yep. You know, we had the situation with uh, Rafa and Rondon. Mm. We were looking at some pretty solid 
rel- I'll say relatively unknown strikers, but they were on people's radars and Rafa insisted on Rondon. Yeah. And that's what happened. The director of football needs to be the final say on this. That's the only way Moneyball works. Yeah. The coach can work with them, but the director of football needs to have a long-term vision because if you get sacked mm-hmm. or have your gallbladder taken out, I still need to be able to do my job for the next decade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've seen Brentford approach, uh, adopt this approach, and it's working quite well for them. Um, but do you, do you think, like, because Brentford, um, obviously, I'd like to think Everton have higher aspirations than Brentford. So, uh, James, I'll come to you, mate. Do you, do, if we were to uh, be in Brentford's position right now, if we were to switch positions, would you say that that was good enough for Everton, or do you still want more? And, and do you feel like this uh, approach with the money ball idea has a glass ceiling, essentially? At the moment, at the minute, well, at the moment in time, so let me get the words out. Um, I feel like it would be a good approach, yeah, um, because of the way things have been handled at the minute. With just, just scattergun approach, really, isn't it? It's not even yeah. there's no there's there's no plan, no structure or not, and it's just as you were saying, you just just everywhere, all up in the air. Um, but any approach other than the one we're taking at the minute is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's got to be more um, just more pragmatic with things they do and stop mm-hmm. being so rushing with decision-making and not always having to be yes-men if you're going to, as you say, no risk, no reward, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you've got to take a punt, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And obviously, if you get it right, then quid's in. Yeah. So, um, the more, I, I, as I say... I'd like to see it, but I, it's it's the um, it's how it's executed. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, definitely. As uh, it's a nail on the head there. It's, it's how it's executed, and and as Andrew said, the right people who are in charge of that and leaving them to their own devices. Um, I've got I've got another question for you. That I'll spin it around in in a slightly different way. So, obviously, the money ball idea is as Andrew said, and and as everyone's aware based on people fulfilling certain stats. So I'll give you an example. William, who, who's playing for Fulham now, what is he, 34, 35? Um, if anyone looked at that and said, do you know what, he, he's finished, like, I don't want to take William on. Um, Paul, would you be all right with this money ball approach if some, you know, if we were to get players like William, 34, 35, but the stats said on paper that they crossed the ball maybe 30 times a season because that's in the, the ideology. I know it. In the film, there was a Moneyball film. There was an, an older guy who, who was on his way out, and he, I think he had a bad knee in the film or whatever the case may be, but he's still done the job based on the stats. So if, the, if Everton came and said, there's William, we're offering him a contract, would you be okay with that if he fit into that idea? Absolutely, Nath. And I don't think we have to look too far than across the path to see that in motion. Yeah. They they literally you know, will find probably cheaper, and they're not cheap, but cheaper type players and they're making them into what was Coutinho, 140, 150. Yeah. And then they can reinvest that and they they can then get the odd dud like your Naby Keaters and stuff like that yeah. and take a James Milner in. Mm. It will do an unbelievable job filling in at right back, left back, midfield, right wing, whatever. You know, so it, it, if we can do it sort of in that way and as James said, they're execute it in the right way, then 100%. Mm. Yeah. But we just literally just... It has been scattergun, just like, yeah, right, yeah. let's get three midfielders in, 
Like you'd have the like the Corey's on five year deals who were coming into the thirty what thirty one, thirty two. Yeah. You know, sort of bringing Garner back at thirty three. Mm. Um then you get the odd one like James Garner, you know, fourteen mil or whatever it was, fifteen mil. Yeah. He looks like a real prospect. So, you know, that's that's low risk, high reward potentially. Yeah. Um, but you mean us and stuff like that. It, it, it's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Look at the mm. type of money we've just had. Sigurdsson, probably a classic one, nearly 50 million. He was at the wrong end of his 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was an insane investment. And he was a good player. But, you know, you, there's no, you're not recouping anything. Lukaku was perfect. What a player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what we were doing at that time was good, but we just went in for too many. Sort of like players towards the end, so we were splashing out big money, not getting any rewards, and they were leaving on free transfers. Yeah. So a mixture of of those William James Milner type signings, fantastic, you know, yeah. solid pros. Um, and again, without sort of waxing too little about Liverpool, I mean, Milner was ahead on the fitness stats a lot, wasn't he? At 36, mm-hmm. 37. Yeah. Uh, just a solid pro, and you know, and an half decent player as well. So got no problem with those type of signings, but. Um, I think Everton looked too much on sentimentality. Oh, let's bring him home. He's a blue. I'm not asked mm. about that a lot. I want players who are going to come in, do jobs. Yeah. Come on, all this is an Evertonian or his great granddad was a blue. Um, <laughs> not bothered by all that. Just want yeah. good players to come in the club and not take the piss anymore. Yeah. Um, but the club's got to, again, execute the plan properly. And, and if mm. Thelwell, you know, is as good as they, they, they say he is, then, you know. Let's see what he can do over the next couple of years. But um, yeah. the crop of players we brought in, I think, in the main, have been quite poor this season, I think, as the whole club has. So, yeah, I'm all for that, absolutely. Um, we need to start acting like a proper football club now. Yeah, absolutely, mate, yeah. Um, couldn't agree more, to be fair. Um, Lee, what about you, mate? Do you feel like if we if we made an approach to sign someone who was 34, 35, would you feel okay with that if, if we could see a... A plan, or would you still like to just say no? There should be an age cap on on what we buy now, or whatever. No, because I think the likes of William and Milner. I mean, you only have to look at. I know Zlatan's injured at the minute in at AC Milan, but he's forty-one and he's still doing it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But mm. my biggest concern is Everton will go to William and go. There's one hundred and fifty grand a week. Oh, and we're going to give Fulham twelve million for you, <laughs> but he's only got a year left on his contract. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to see that that type of approach, that money ball, you know, data driven, mm. because Brighton seems to do it quite well. Brentford, yeah. the Red Bull franchises have done it. Mm-hmm. The you know, there's there's plenty of good examples of it working. I mean, look where Leipzig, Leipzig were in the second division, and got taken over, and within like three years they were qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah. You know, Bayern Munich's biggest competitors for the Bundesliga mm. at one point. So yeah, I um, I I wouldn't mind it, but as long as it's sensible, because as Paul said, we spent 42, 40 odd million on like a twenty-nine year old Sigurdsson. Yeah, I think he was twenty-nine or twenty-eight when we signed him. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of money, even though yeah, he was a good player. Mm. And the stats on set pieces were unbelievable. Yeah. But um, he ended up going for fucking nothing. We've, I think the, the amount I seen something the other day, I think it's six players or five players we've signed for over 20 million. I've mm. left for free. That's, That's over 100 million Jesus. in players that have just 
never mind the wages as well. Yeah. So a hundred million in transfer fee, no money recouped. Crazy. And then you're spending probably say between four and six million a year on each player. Mm. Depends on how much they're on. Shocking that, isn't it? That's disgraceful. That. Mate, it's it really bad. That this as James said, that's scat this scattergun approach. Mm. No matter who comes in, whether it's MSP seven seven, it doesn't matter. It's got to stop. Yeah, we we can't do it no more because we haven't got the money. Well, mm. I think this year he's got the money. I just then you know this FFP. Yeah, it just doesn't allow us to spend it because, for, like, we haven't gained anything commercially mm. in the last seven years. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and this this stadium will help with mm-hmm. that. But. Yeah. It should do, it's right? Just, it should do. It's just became a footy manager gone badly wrong. Now, when you give yourself like 500, 600 million on the outdated <laughs> editor on footy manager years ago, <laughs> and you just give yourself super money and you go and buy Messi and Ronaldo and you know, all them players, and then yeah. you're bankrupt within five years. That That's basically what Everton have done. Yeah. McNeil and Ronaldo. So I am, Ronaldo. I am yeah. all for a more stringent approach. Definitely. We look, at, we look at data more than. The glamour and what Bill and Mashiri and Kia Gibraltar want. Yeah, absolutely. You, I well, think you've got to have a, a, a nice balance between the eye test and productivity. Um, you've got to find a sweet spot. It can't just be, oh, this fella looks good on the eye, we'll get him, or this fella yeah. costs too much. Because you, you, know you look at McNeil last year, like you'd look at his figures and go, you wouldn't spend you wouldn't spend five million on him. No. But now that dice is coming, you're seeing. You're seeing that there is something there with him. So yep. it can't all be data-driven, as you said. Mm. You know, he's he's obviously clearly got talent. I mean, last year was his worst year yep. in terms of, like, numbers, mm-hmm. in terms of goals and assists. But this year, considering he didn't play for much of the first half of the season, is his best year. Yeah. So I don't think it can be all be data-driven, but I think the scattergun approach is just... It clearly hasn't worked. Yeah. Well, and Newcastle have shown clever spending. Yes, yeah. they spent a lot of money, but they've spent it wisely in key areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we signed four number tens in Mercedes' first transfer window. Yeah. <laughs> and for Anthony Gordon, suckers. <laughs> yeah. There's always one bad one, though, isn't there? You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Alex Ferguson signed, signed Jemba Jemba, don't forget. But then he went and signed Cristiano Ronaldo about two years later. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> well, that, that leads me nicely onto the next question. Even if Thelwell did get more control, and, and apparently it looks like he will because uh, Nahafi, however you pronounce his, his name, is a fan of Thelwell. Do you trust him? That's the big question, lady. Do you trust Thelwell? Yeah. I've said it plenty. I mean, you know, I've had a few back and forth with Graham and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I think... As Rev said, he's basically working with his hands tied behind his back. And with this board, it's yeah. just, it's impossible for a man. Like I said it myself a few weeks ago, when, when, when sorry, when Ken Wright and Moyes, we didn't have a director of football and we pulled out some unbelievable gems. Mm. Tim Cale, Arteta, Pina was at Dortmund. Yeah. Do you know, we've pulled out some unbelievable players and then, and that's what we need to go back to in that sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a director of football, you need to let him do the job. Yeah. Not Definitely. not like, oh yeah, like I'm sure, 
I'm pretty sure I'm, that Alex Awobi was a KJ Bratcham agent. Mm. Yeah, and because yeah. of Mishiri's links with Arsenal, that's why we spent £40 million on him. Yeah. Now, how much KJ Bratcham got of that, I don't know. But I'm guessing it's a fair chunk of it. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that, that, that can't happen when you've got a... We, I think we had... Was it Brands? Was Brands yeah. the director of football when Awobi came in? Yeah, I think he was. I'm pretty yeah. sure... Like he might have signed a Wobi, he might mm. have wanted them, but he mm, definitely yeah. wouldn't have sanctioned the forty million pounds no. offer for them. No, you know it's, what I mean. It's the way it's, we do business, isn't it? You know, yeah. You, you might have the right ideas, but a director know. of football has got a direct the way the football and yeah. side of the club goes, what direction it goes in. The mm. name is in, like his job description is in the title. Yeah, absolutely. Director of football. Yeah. Let him do his job. You're paying him like probably about two mil a year, yeah. whatever it is. Let yeah. him do the job. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got more than that actually. But mm. yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. He has to do that. But but James, I'll I'll ask you the same question, mate. Do you trust Thelwell? And that doesn't just go for players, mate. Do you trust him to get managerial appointments right to suit the new football philosophy that comes in? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I do. To be fair, um, I've just looked down at some of his um. There's recruitment at Wolves and the likes of Jota, Neves, that then Zonka who went to Villa. I thought he was a he was an all right player. He, he done yeah. the job for them. But Neves and Jota, look at that. Look at Jota now. He went to yeah. Liverpool. Mm. He's done really well. Neves, obviously, he's leaving at the end of this season, isn't he? Yeah. From Wolves. Um, but yeah, I do feel like he could get if, as you say, if his hands aren't tied behind his back and he's mm. he's given more of a free role to go and do his job. I do feel like he could get us a few, you know, them under the radar signings that you think. Yeah. But like we said before, no risk, no rewards. Them sort of players where yeah. you don't put massive fee on their heads and massive wages on the back. You just go and let them do what they express themselves. Really. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the managerial appointments was it him? Was it? Was Dice one of his candidates for? I think I think he was one of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if he was. His first choice or what, but he was definitely on on Thelwell's radar, yeah. yeah. Bielsa was on there as well, and he was one of the potential ones to come in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I I do feel like if he's given the role to do his job, then he could do he could do it properly, and we'd all yeah. be happier <laughs> for the for the signings yeah. we were bringing in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Andrew, what what about you, mate? With the Thelwell and, and the managerial appointments. I mean, bearing in mind, we since Thelwell's been in, we've had Lampard and Dyche now. Um, do you feel like that's good enough for your football director? Um, again, I don't think those decisions were made even mostly uh, with his input. So I, I yeah. can't really judge at this point. I trust him based on his history rather mm-hmm. than what he's been able to do with us. Yeah. Um, even Wolves, honestly, I don't think is a super great example. Um, because of Wolves basically just being Portuguese B team, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> and uh, what's Super the agents. yeah, yeah, uh, the other not Kia, uh, not is it Mendez? Mendez, yeah, yeah, Mendez is like just the Wolves guy. That's mm. how they did everything with Nuno there. But I think the biggest thing that I want to see beyond him having the agency of his own to make those decisions is the timeline that he is allowed to do them in. We always put ourselves behind the eight ball with making literally last minute decisions Mm. on deadline day through the entire fucking window. We do nothing. 
The last thing that I can think of that we did vaguely ahead of schedule was Tarkovsky. And that Mm -hmm. was even, we didn't even get him until the end because we basically signed him before his contract was over. Yeah. But Mope, deadline day, Deli Alley, well, deadline day. We didn't have a manager also until deadline day, but all of those things hamper a DOF's ability to do their job. And I feel like I have no evidence for this. It just, the way it feels to me mm-hmm. is that this is a Ken Wright thing and yep. he thinks it's a sound negotiating tactic to leave it to the last, but we mm. always end up getting the short end when we do yep. this. Absolutely. Richarlison deal is a prime example of that. Just the 11th hour. Um, Paul, do you trust Thelwell mate? And, and, you know, would you be happy with him taking full control? No, he bought more pay. And <laughs> that's where I was going with it, mate. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> just weirdly, there, just following on for that, George Mendes. I was reading then, so Wolves actually bought a stake in his agency. Yeah, it looks like they were filtering players in through that. So that's yeah. probably that wave of Portuguese players they got. So, yeah, quite an incestive one. So, I don't know how sort of behind that fellow was. No, if, if I mean, just reading on sort of. So the lineup for tonight. So if that Najafi from MSP comes in as CEO or sort of chairman, yeah, and I'd feel a lot more confident that Thalwell would be given sort of license to you know revolutionise it because I think he has made a lot of appointments. I think so part of this mm. football review we had, yeah, gone spectacularly wrong, mm. um, and we're even worse than we were last season. You're hoping that sort of all these key appointments might start, you know, bedding in and coming into play. And I think there's a few more appointments starting in the summer. So, yep. On that basis, you know, really, he hasn't really got his feet under the table. But just for more pay alone, now, now, he can go. He can go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely get him out yeah. immediately. Out. <laughs> yeah. Shocking that one. That's one of the worst deals in history. It really is. Yeah. But you can't even understand what he's been bought for. Mm. Is he playing off a two? If he was bought for a lone striker, which is what we play 99.9% of the time, what the hell were they thinking? No, shocking. It's shocking. Would, would you give him a bit of credit for recognising Kudus? And we've been through this a million times. I know we haven't we've gone around in circles, but Kudus and Mudrick, would you say, okay, he's, he's recognised them? Or would you say, do you know what, he didn't actually get the deal done? I think, unfortunately, our financial. So I think his hands are tied there, so... Yeah. Whatever deal was structuring, if a club says they need sixty percent of the, you know, the fee as a mm. as a sort of down payment, then we're out the running, aren't we? Let's be yeah, honest. Definitely, mate. Unless yeah. we're spreading it over five or six years, which predominantly I think that's what Chelsea have done, isn't it? Is it over yep. eight? So yep. over eight years of a contract. So yeah, it, I'm not going to completely zoom in on that. I think uh, if we do get this new CEO or chairman as part of this MSP deal. Then yeah. I think he deserves at least a year, and and if they like what they've seen at the previous clubs, uh, then okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, yeah, he's been working under really, you know, tight sort of budgets and things like that. So I think it's a little unfair in terms of that. Brighton must have been willing to take, you know, a very low front fee and then a drip over. What is what's his contract? Three years. Yes. Yeah, so, don't remind me. Disgraceful. Minimal. <laughs> yeah. So it's minimal payment. So on that, I don't think you can. You can sort of harangue them for that, but yep. yeah, um, if it's we get this deal over, yeah, it'd be incestive, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the headquarters for MSP are actually in New York as well, so maybe uh, they'll well be paying visits over there. We don't know, we genuinely don't know, but 
It's interesting. Are you anyway, from John, uh, I'm leaning towards no at the moment, um, purely because of Mopai alone. No, I, I, I don't know. I think he's he could have gotten us one or two gems, like the the deals from for Mudrick and and um, Kudus. You, you you were going to have to pay like 30 40 50 million for them anyway so i don't rec- i don't think that's a a good scout in my opinion if that's how much they cost I, I feel like he could have done a little bit better and had a better list of players to bring in um with relatively short notice like it, as soon as he got the job he Deli Ali was the top of the list and i know that was lampard wanted him but he should have been saying i've got no, a better list John Falwell came in 2 weeks after the window shut that was all lampard and like fucking probably Kia and Mashiri. We actually, that's why we've done it backwards. We got Lampard in because sure, of desperation. We didn't even have and a then manager. And we signed Farwell about three or four weeks later. Yeah. So, shocking. Which is not the right way to do it. If you're going to do it, you appoint your director of football and then let him yeah. pick the manager. But even in the summer, I feel like, you know, he could, he could have had. A, a decent list of of targets to say, do you know what? There's a lad here in the championship. There's one here in the French league. There's this, that, and the other. We lost out to a couple to Bournemouth and Southampton, and a, why not? Why did we not go for one of them over Mopai? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, part of the being, you know, in that role is is closing deals, in my opinion. And anyone can scout a player that's worth forty, fifty million in in terms of Mudrick and that. So, I don't know. We we shall see. I'm just hoping for a few more gems and that, but. This is why we, you know, we we look back on on the Moise area because he he could do all this and manage a team and everything. He was he just had it all in his locker, like. But would you class um, if Onana goes for seventy million? Would you class that as a gem? Even though he was signed for quite a bit of money, to be fair. But yeah, I don't. I don't feel like... the money within a year. Yeah, that's. Although I think the pull was Lampard. To be fair, wasn't it? He yeah. even said that himself in his interview. But even so, that, I feel like that's that wasn't really a gem. It, it was a good, it was a good investment for the future, but it wasn't a yeah. gem find. You yeah. know what I mean, it's not like some kid who cost two million or or one million or whatever. You know, find the next Amari Gray for one million, something like that. Do you know what I mean? I, even the Onana one wasn't really a gem in my opinion, but I don't know. We'll 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 see. That's what we're all open for with this money ball approach. Find a couple of them. But um, go ahead, mate. Uh, yeah, I was just with that saying then about the gem. Look at Brighton with that in CISO. Yeah. And Matoma, they're the, they're the gems that you want, you yeah. know. Perfect. What did they pay for them? I, I, I can't, off the top of me, I don't even know what that in CISO cost unless you come through the ranks. But yeah, God, the as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, he's some player in. So. He was only nine mil, mate. Nine mil for him and four for Matoma. See, yeah. what? Did they sign that to CISO for about five mil as well? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's the recruitment we want. They're the gem that you're looking at. Big time, mate. That's exactly what we want. Like, you know, Sarmiento is another one. He played in the World Cup as well. And I think is uh, Facundo or something from Argentina, 18-year-old, and he, he's smashing it as well. So just, just get us a couple of these and we'll all feel better about ourselves, basically. Well, just to go um, back on your point, they're quick, John. They took mate. well back, mate. And he's like a new player, isn't he? Mm. That older player. Yeah, some of the goals he's got. <laughs> Superb. Yeah, well, that's another one that's, that that's back to the William debating. And I joked in the group before Welbeck, that's who we'd sign. But you know that goes back to the question before, like if if he could say you look at his stats and say, Do you know what, there's 
there's six goals, six assists for the season. Would you take him? Bearing in mind he's in his thirties now, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Where, as I say, you've got to get the right balance of productivity and and the eye test and a mixture of selling value and all that. It comes into the equation, and and we've just been leaning too heavy in one approach rather than dipping into all three in in the last couple of seasons. So yeah, it's just just a bit of a mess in it. But the other one we'll talk about is. Um, Mr. Shins, Abdullah Decore, we've extended his contract um, for one more year. So, Leah, I'll, I'll come to you first, mate, if you can stop laughing. <laughs> um, do you think that's a good deal? I Personally, I, I don't know why we're doing it now rather than next week after seeing what happens, but how do you feel on that? See, I'm the opposite. I think it's it's good that we... It should. I think it should have been done earlier. Because, yeah. yeah, obviously, if we go down... You've got the three clubs who are going up. They all they will all want, especially if Coventry or Luton come up, mm. they'll have a good bit of money to spend. And yeah. they've basically got no one in their squad with Premier League experience. Burnley have got a few players because they didn't, you know, there wasn't a fire sale, was there, when Burnley? So they, they lost a few, mainly to us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like if, if we stay up, you've got them for another year. Mm. And the form he's shown on the dice, apart from a silly red card, I think he's been, and apart from Damari Gray, he's, uh, yeah, no, Dwight McNeil, sorry, not Gray. Gray mm. hasn't featured on the dice, really. Yeah. I think he's been the best player on the dice. Mm. So he's clearly got, you know, he's clearly got the mojo back that he it looked like he'd lost. Yeah. You know, we all seen them images in January sitting on the ball at City. Yeah. And he's come out and defended himself, to be fair. But it still doesn't look good. No, yeah. you can sugarcoat it all you want. It's not a good look when you're all your teammates, even the fellas on the bench, are all warming up, and yours are sitting there like that on the ball. Yeah, just yeah. totally disinterested. Yeah, but he seems to have got his little mojo back, and he looks good. Mm. So I think you're protecting your asset. And as I say, if you go down, you're probably only going to get five to ten mil for him. Mm. But we signed him for twenty, so at least he's one of them players. Like I said before. The amount of players we've signed for 20 mil and got nothing for them. Mm. If you're going to get some money for them, if we do go down, yeah. then I think it's a good bit of business. Yeah. Well, I think it should have been done earlier because I do agree with you. The timing is just mm. really strange, like five days before the last game of the season. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's either should have been done after the season or it should have been done a lot earlier in the season. Yeah. But, I just don't understand. Yeah. It's either, you know, do it yeah, in January or. Yeah, yeah, I think the time, and I do agree with it, but I think it should have been done earlier, mm. not later. But yeah. The Everton, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> That's it, mate. Clues in the name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shambles. But, um, yeah, Paul, how do you feel on this, mate? Because I, I personally feel like I would have waited till you know, the outcome of Sunday, and, and if we were to go down, for example, can you afford to have a player 120 grand on the books next season? How do you look at it? Yeah. I'm erring on that side of caution because I was only looking before and I forgot. Andre Gomes, Deli Ali, Gabarman are all due to come back from loans. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking Deli Ali's on about a hundred a week. Yeah, probably. Andre Gomez must be on probably not far off that. Mm-hmm. Gabarman's, I don't know, about 50, 60. Mm. So we've got a lot of these sort of difficult players possibly. To, I mean, I think Gomez has been playing well. Um, yep. But if that's the only thing I'm worried about. I totally agree with what Lee's saying there. It's just that I'm thinking 
if we do go, are we lumbered then? You know, mm. hopefully someone will come in with that five to ten mil. Hopefully someone who's taking Dali Ali, no idea. He's just going to be in the reserves <laughs> on under K a week, and he in the championship. Yeah. That, that's the only fear I've got is these massive fat contacts. And I think there was something about uh, the relegation release clauses not being there. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, reducing the wages. Mm. So that it's amazing, isn't it? When you, you start watching footy and you don't think about wages, you don't think about, and since we're Everton, it's just like, oh, Jesus, he's on such underground a week. What are we going to do with him? So it, yeah. it's. It's petrifying, and the, the fact that the reality of going down makes this even worse. So, yeah. it's can we offload all these people mm. if if we go down? So yeah, I, I made it on the side of caution. I thought we could have triggered it a minute after full time on Sunday um, if we yeah. stayed up. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that that's the only reason. And it's the reason because of the other load of players that are due to come back, and that 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 petrifies me. It really yeah. does petrify me the the players that mm. are coming back. Taking those out of the equation, you know the Deli Alleys and the, just looking at the core as you know as a sole player, do you think that would be good business? Like considering the output that he's put in lately. Oh, listen, he's you know he's come back with a renewed attitude, so I think Lampard did bomb him out. So I can't, I can't thank him enough for yeah. what he's actually done on the pitch. But mm. um, no, I still I still err on the side of the caution with sort of like. Going in for that extra season on 120k a week because I'm gathering that the activation is just on your your set terms, but it's just an additional year. So hmm. the outlay is still there, isn't it? I suppose. So yeah, that worries yeah. me. Can, can we carry that into the championship? And it, it's so undecided that um yeah it, that that worries me. Um and I'm worried that I'm already worrying about financial fair play in the championship. So uh, <laughs> are we breaching that? that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, um, no, but, just. Just on that, don't they have different rules? And because it's a different company, I'm pretty. I, don't quote me on it, but I think we could go and spend in the championship if we had, if Machiri was willing to put the money in, mm. or if this MSP come in, and because it's a different company. Like I remember, remember when QPR stayed up when Aguero scored that goal. Yeah, they were basically on the verge of getting like a forty million pound fine off the EFL. Mm. But then they went, they stayed up another year. And because they sort of finances out, they only got like a 25 million fan. Now, I'm not yeah. sure on the exact figures, but it dropped a bit because they stayed in the Premier League. So I'm pretty sure, even though they have got more stringent rules, because we've never, we haven't been here for 70 years, <laughs> I think we would have a clean slate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want us to go down. I'm not, I'm not saying let's go down. <laughs> Because <laughs> with these shower cunts, we won't come back up. I, I fully believe that. Well, that, but, that was going to be my next question. Just before I went on to James, there, if if we did come back, would that come back to bite us? Like, do you know what I mean? That if we were to spend a bit in the championship, if we were allowed, and then come back up, different set of rules again. You're trying to change all the books around and stuff. You just don't know, do you? Shocking. But James, I'll come to you, mate. Abdullah Decore, he's he's playing well and. Are you worried that he's just going to, you know, rest on his laurels and just uh, his form's going to drop off again now he's secured it? I hope not, because <laughs> he has been instrumental in some of these performances we put in. Look at the Brighton one; he was he was massive in that game. Yeah, he was everywhere. Uh, but I was on the I was on the the other side of what Lee was saying before that they should have done it early. I was thinking they should have waited till after the Bournemouth game before yeah. they activated that, mm. obviously because we don't know where we're going to be. 
come what is it like quarter six on Sunday night <laughs> where we're all going to be like sigh of relief or we're all going to be smashing glass bottles off our heads and banging our heads <laughs> against the wall yeah um, so I feel like with the profit with the with the money we spent on them like you said if we get 10 mil back for them we can we can push that one under the carpet a bit because there has been players who have come in for big money and gone for nothing as you've said yeah yeah, I was on I was on the other side of wait a week, see where we are, then then activate it. And mm. if he goes he, he goes on a on a free. Yeah. It's better than having, like you say, dragging someone into the championship who's on hundred hundred grand a week, hundred and twenty grand a week. And mm-hmm. isn't there wage cuts in the championship as well? Haven't they isn't there like capped wages? Yeah, there's a wage to the wage cap, I think. Yeah, so teams yeah. can't exceed like in the Prem, obviously, you can offer massive contracts out to players and in the Championship. It's got to be everyone's on. Obviously, you have your people on the higher amounts who are better, and then you've got your your other ones who are on smaller ones. So, yeah. Um, I feel like it was it was clever, but at the same time, I would have waited mm. just to see what the outcome is next week. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Decor, I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um I think I'd have been just saying, do you know what, mate? You've you've done well the last couple of months, but I, I wouldn't be too bothered if you left, honestly. So I'd have just let him walk, if I'm honest with you. Hundred and twenty grand a week, I feel like is 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 better in our pockets that, than is in, in terms of what you're getting back from him. What has he been here now? Two years, three years, or something um, since Ancelotti. I, I feel like he hasn't put that effort in for the full time that he's been here to warrant a bit of an extension. Does that make sense? So. I'd I'd have been I'd have been all right with them saying we we've let them go like um and that's that's hundred and twenty grand off the book so I don't know we'll see uh you know come next season I was I was form is at the start of the season and then I'll 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 go ham on him if he starts to drop off a little bit but yeah we'll see on that one um moving on to the Bournemouth game then obviously they battered us twice in one week and and I, and I hate to bring it up but. For anyone who's, who thinks it's going to be an easy game because we're at home, it's not, by all means. And we're already missing Calvert-Lewin. Um, and he's going to be out for a, a, about five weeks. Not that we've, we've got any games in the summer, but it looks like a, it's it's a bad one on his hamstring again. Um, James, I'll, I'll come to you first, mate. Calvert-Lewin, if it is going to take around five weeks, mentally, I think he, he might be done himself, as I said in the last podcast. But... What you do with him now, like, and I'm not talking about like getting other players in. Like, we have to buy a striker because we we know that. But but what do you physically do with him next? You know, moving forward, like, it's that is one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. That because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what to do with him. If I'm honest, yeah, I, I was gutted for him when he went down again on Saturday. I know it, we mm. see it, we see it often, and but it's it's got to be heartbreaking every time he feels something going yeah I was I was thinking more of the Bournemouth game like hope it's not that bad give him what 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 are they one of them little injections that will keep him going for about 60 minutes something like that yeah utilise him try and get something out of him but he's he's riddled with injuries now isn't he since Mm. Since that, um, was it the groin injury that started it off? Yeah, well, he had the groin to start off with, and then he had the really bad one on his hamstring, where it basically was just hanging off the bone like his muscle. So, yeah, he did have a bad one that could have finished him off, to be fair. So, he has done well to come back from that, but yeah, he's not the same, is he? 
no, it doesn't help that he's been getting rushed back by three different managers. What was it? Benitez wanting the back in instantly. Lampard, yeah. as soon as he got there, he's like, are you ready? Are you fit? That's what mm. it seemed like anyway. And obviously, he wins and we've we've paid for him. And not for the fact that we've got, he's our only number nine. We've got no one else who can come in and do a job. Yeah. Besides Sims, for what? He's had a few cameos, a few starts. Mm. Hard starts as well. It wasn't even like it was a good soon He's played at Stamford Bridge, yeah. Old Trafford. And there are boots to fill because when he's in the team, he makes a massive difference. And you yeah. can tell just by the confidence of the other people around him. So, in terms of what do we do with him, I honestly have not got an answer for you. I honestly don't know <laughs> what we do with him at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a mm. tough one. Yeah, it's a shame. He genuinely looked devastated as well. Like when he went down, you could see him his head in his hands. He looked proper gutted. Um, Lee, I'll, Lee, I'll come to you on this one, mate. What what you do with Calvert Lewin, lad? I think the only thing he can do is nurse him back again and get a striker in that is the same as him, if not better. And mm. just because I don't think anyone's going to buy him now. Mm. His body just keeps breaking down, and I feel I am genuinely gutted for him. I didn't watch the match because I was in work, but yeah. I seen I seen his reaction on the pitch, and I mean, if you look at that and you laugh at that, then you know you clearly have a Liverpool fan or you haven't got a heart. Yeah, because it was just devastating for them. Mm. I really, really feel really bad for them. Yeah. But I would I'd try and nurse him back and just have him on the bench. Mm. Because we clearly can't rely on them right now, and I don't. I think I, I even I've got to the point where now it's it's go and get someone else. Yeah, go and get someone who's on the same level as them or better than them. Yeah, obviously you'd hope for someone better than them. Mm. That's what you you got to strive for as a club. But I don't think anyone's going to buy him because of his injury record. Yep. I mean, when Arsenal remember Arsenal were linked with him for forty million. Yeah. Before he got injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now you'd be lucky if you got five mil for him, which is still a profit because we only signed him for like a mil and a half. Mm. Or now I'd get someone else in and just see out his contract because I don't see anyone buying him. Yeah. And he's not on ridiculous wages compared to the likes of Mina and Decore and Gomez and that. But... Do you want me to tell you how much he's on? How much? No, so, so he was on 20. 20 grand, uh, and then after the Angelotti season, and he played really well, we, we extended his contract, and he's now on 100 grand, and he's got two more years. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Holy so, shit. You can't believe what you see online, but apparently so, yeah. Well, I, I thought he was on about 50 or 60, because I know he was on a low wage, considering the squad we had mm. when Angelotti was there. I didn't realise he'd fucking... It went up <laughs> 20 to 100. Yeah, it's a bit of a jump that like. Oh my god, five times the money. I wish I got to pay that like that every fucking two years. <laughs> I know, mate. It's been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not that. Um, no, but yeah, yeah I, just, I don't think anyone's going to buy him. Mm. But now I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't realize he was on that much. So that's changed my mind a little bit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it changes your outlook when money's involved, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Not that. Um, yeah, Paul. What how do you feel on the situation, mate? Um, as I said, there are two years left. What what do you do, like? It's a tough one, isn't it? And um, 
listen, if we want to be a, a, a better football club, then unfortunately we've got to, we have got to do these harsh things. I mean, I know there's not going to be many buyers, but there might just be a buyer for them. Mm. Uh, if we can get them fit in the summer, if we can get them fit, then um, now I'm, I, I think, yeah, he, he's been brilliant when he's come in, but we can't rely on him. It, it, mm. What use is that? So we'll come in for five, go out for 15. Yeah. And we're, we're desperate, and then we're looking for the likes of more pay, aren't we? And then we're desperately mm. trying to scrape it down for Ellis Sims. Come on, that's... I know we want to give him a chance in that, but he's championship at best, isn't he? Um, yeah. You know, let's be honest. Morpe um, mm. might bang a few in in the championship, but no, I'm, I'm afraid if, if we need to move on and we need to be doing things better and doing things differently, then... Uh, that old Everton and sentiment's got to go out the window a little bit, yeah. I think, and um, some cutthroat decisions need to be made. And unfortunately, yeah. and it's not his fault, and he's a great lad in that, but mm. he's, he's part of the problem, John. So yeah. we've got a lot of stagnant players, mm. um, and unfortunately, Calvert Lewin stopping into there because we can't string a 10 games together with them. Can yeah, we? no, it's play. sad. Yeah. Um, well, so it's with every for him on, on the open market. Like, if you could get him fit in the summer, what what would you get? As he said, there would we even get five million because of his injury record? But if if he's fit in the summer, it gets it. You know, you know, he, he's free of this injury. Then I don't know. Maybe we could push. You know, for for a sale of around ten million quid. But I don't see us getting anywhere above that because of the injuries. Um, yeah. And even in them type of sales, John, if you look at loads of sales with players like that, where you're forcing them out the door, we'd probably have to supplement his wages wherever he goes. Yeah. We might still cough for 40 grand a week for that two years that I left. So, mm. is probably better than 100 after what you've said. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think sentiment's going out the window for me. Now, I'm looking at these players, mate, and I'm looking at Sunday and where we are again. And I'm not, yeah, that, he's a great lad, but I'm not feeling like oh, we, we owe them anything, mate. Mm, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, it's a bit annoying that you know he had, he had one season under Ancelotti where he was flying and, and he was genuinely one of the best strikers in Europe, and he still is on his day. But to go from twenty to a hundred is is a huge jump based off one season's body of work. Um, so what what I would do is in the next two years he's got two years left. Bear in mind he, he was playing for Everton in Europe when he was just a lad. You know he he, he just came in. 1.5 million or whatever it was, as you said. Um, and then he was in the, obviously, the under-21s for a while and in the academy. And then he, he started putting in a, a couple of performances under Koeman while we were still in Europe. Um, I think Sims could do a similar job. And Calvert-Lewin is the main man to usher Sims into the new role. I feel like I don't feel like there's there's anyone better in, in at the club at the moment to hand the baton over to Sims in that regard. Um, so I'd be there saying, right, you're you're now his mentor for the next two years. Um, his improvement will be down to you, essentially. Um, and, and, you know, give him tips, just like Big Dunk has been doing for Calvert-Lewin. Do the same now for Sims and and see what you can get out of, out of him that way. But in regards to trying to sell him, anything over five million is good business considering what we paid for him. You know, you just look at the return and just say on paper, it's a yes, like so. Bearing in mind, you know, we're not going to get the 40 50s as we said last season, but you know, bearing in mind what we pay for them, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's good business, but yeah, that's what I'd be doing. Just just say you're now a mentor for Sims and just see how we get on that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a sad one on, on his behalf, personally, for him. Like, it's it's depressing, like, it really is. And 
I don't want to see anyone, you know, giving giving them stick because it's obviously not his fault and and all that. But yeah, you just, as you said, mate, you've got to be ruthless in this business now. Um, but what what would what you do up front then, uh, James? I'll come to you because obviously we're playing now without him on Sunday. What do you do up front? There's another tough one there. Um, <laughs> probably go with Gray. Yeah. Um, for see how that goes for the first half and then second half obviously depends on how, how it's going mm. get two of them up there get Grey with Sims there's no yeah. way I'd bring him play on that I wouldn't even put him on the bench, on the bench. He, he I like you James always have mate he just wouldn't be in my <laughs> on my bench um, but yeah I think with the with the Sims part is at least he's physical and he can because there's no point in doing what we've done against Fulham and, Sticking someone who's like five foot nine up top and just pinging long balls to them because yeah. they're never going to win it. No, so at least if you've got someone up there to get the knockdowns on, someone to take it down, and you've got the runners overlapping them, then so I would like to see in the first half, Gray, and potentially second half, obviously, depending on how it's going, I'd like to see Sims, yeah, and get 45 minutes because if, if we're drawing, he could be the one who gets gets the win and it carries him on into next season and done a bit of confidence in him, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. They come bigger strides then, and you never know what you get out of them. Then, hundred percent, mate, hundred um, percent. I think I feel like Sims has been slightly mismanaged lately by Dice. Um, you put him in, in in the derby at Anfield, and then you put him in at Old Trafford, and then he rests him at home against the likes of Fulham, and that. it's weird. It's just he's been a bit mismanaged. But uh, Andrew, I'll come to you, mate, since you just uh, come back in there. It, we're talking about the game on Sunday and Calvert-Lewin's obviously out for a while now, um, so he's not available. What do you do up front against Bournemouth? Get a time machine fire Frank six months ago. <laughs> oh, is that not the question? No? All right. Um, I wish was, I wish. <laughs> no, uh, I would say start Sims, even though he's not fantastic at hold-up play, he is better mm. than all our alternatives. Yeah. And then bring Gray on, depending on how the game's going, about, I would say, 65. Yeah. Uh, give him some time to warm up and unlock it, rather than just, here's 10 minutes, save us. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he could, you know, 65, 70, I think would be ideal for Gray to come on and give us a new dimension in pace and counterattack when people are starting to get sloppy and tired. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, couldn't agree more there, to be fair. Um, Lee, what about you, mate? What What do you do in... Yeah, I'd start Sims, but I'd um, give him a specific plan to bully. And I know it's not really his game, the way Calvert-Lewin can, but I'd say just run after them. Just mm. make sure they haven't got a second to breathe on that ball Yeah, and then bring Gray on because Gray's probably the quickest player in the team. Yeah. And unleash Gray for the last... But I, I totally agree with Andrew. There's no point putting him on for 10 minutes. Yeah, He needs five minutes to get into the game. Mm. So... You know, 65, 70 minutes, give him good 20, 25 to get into the game. Yeah. Um, but it all, it, I think it also as well depends on whether McNeil is playing left wing or left mm. wing back. Yeah. If McNeil's left wing, Sims has to start. You yeah. have to be putting the balls in the box. Absolutely. Tell him to sit on the edge of the box like Calvert Lewin did under Ancelotti mm. and put balls in. Just put them under pressure. Because if you've got the Corey and Onana floating in the box as well, there's three fellas who are over well over six for four. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. I'd, I'd, I think Bournemouth are quite tall at the back, mm. but when you've got three of them against two centre-halves, probably. Yeah. I think, and then I'd utilise Gray's pace mm. and maybe even like someone like Awobi. I think he'll start, but play, bring Awobi into the middle behind Gray for the yep. last 20 minutes or something. Yeah. But, Not a bad yeah, that, it, it depends for me on McNeil, where McNeil plays. Mm. If we play four at the back or whether we play five at the back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Actually, it, it all hinges on that. Um, yeah. Paul, how do you feel on that one, mate, with uh, Calvert-Lewin and what have you? Yeah, it's got to be Sims. Um, yeah. It's got to be. That can't, you can't play more. Play. You just can't. Um, <laughs> he's not good enough. So we all know this and he's not going to be effective. Um, and he's not effective for the way we play. I think we need to literally go route one in this one. Mm. I think as the lads have just said there, get the ball in the box, cause mayhem, just keep lumping it in, rough them up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the type of football this game needs. I think if we're going to get it on the floor and pass it, they're, they're a quick team, Bournemouth, aren't mm. I think we need to be really... You know, yep. tighter each man on them and, and literally just pumping the ball in the box. Mm. Um, and people getting around Sims and we've got big enough lads in there if Anana does start and Decore. Yep. So yeah, it, it I think that is a key thing though in terms of where, you know, or what the formation is. Mm. He's gonna play sort of um wing backs. Um and there will be a McNeil slotting in at wing backs, then we're gonna be slightly ineffective for that type yeah. of tactic. So yeah. yeah, it's big decisions. It's whether you're going to trust someone like Holgate to come in at right back, if Michalenko's mm-hmm. fit to slot in at left back for 4-5-1 or 4-4-2 even. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but personally, I think I'd have to bite the bullet and, and play Holgate right back. Um, and hopefully Michalenko's fit and then literally get them people on the wings, mate, and just keep and just mm-hmm. go for it. We've got to yeah. go for it. Yeah, okay, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just... I'd rather... <laughs> Sorry, I'd rather play Michael Keane off front than fucking Mopey. <laughs> <laughs> All day, mate. All day long. <laughs> that kid can hit a ball. Easily, yeah. Easily. Yeah. But but having said that, like, there's no way Keane should be up front instead of Sims. Like, I don't know why Dice keeps doing that. I, I mean, I can see why he's doing it. He's obviously effective to a degree, but Sims, I mean, that's not going to do his confidence any any good seeing fucking traffic cone head, you know what I mean? Get stuck up front and instead of him, like I just don't, I don't get that logic really. I mean, I know you've got to go for broke sometimes, but you're just killing the lad Sims. He's sitting there on the bench thinking, what have we, what have we got to do to get a bit of time here? Um, what I'd like to see, like, is yeah, Sim Sims has got to play for me. He has to play. He's a big enough lad. He's got a He's got a big body on him. He can bully people a little bit. He's got pace as well. You see what he done to Cooley Bally away at Stamford Bridge. He rinsed him. You know what I mean? He he completely done him. So yeah, put him on. Just see what he can do. Um, Demari Gray, if he starts, depending on if McNeil is left back, I'd like to see Demari Gray on the left where he can cut in because I don't feel like he's effective playing up front. He's always playing with his back to the goal, and and I don't think he's any good doing that. Um. Maybe if you can find someone to fill in left back, I'd like to see maybe McNeil in the number ten, perhaps, because he can he can shoot a little bit and he he can create a couple of things. Depending on if Decore has a a bad game again, Decore played the full match against Wolves and he was useless, so I don't know why he didn't change it up there in the number ten. But just moving on to the full back positions then, and Patterson is obviously injured and Mikalenko is touch and go. Um, 
what would you do? We 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 know Lee's just said there with Holgate and what have you. Um Andrew, your man Ben Godfrey, does he get a game? I think he's still hurt. I think his groin actually did legitimately get injured. Yeah. And it wasn't just a ploy like I'm playing very poorly, please get me out of here. <laughs> uh, it seems like he done his abductor or something like that. Yeah. But um no, I think hope and pray that Michelenko is available for left back. Mm. And then I truly don't know what will be the better choice of Holgate right back or press will be into service there yeah. and change up the midfield with Garner, Ghana, and um, Onana. Yeah. That, mm. That's the thing, actually. Did you see what James Garner actually said? He said, I've never played right back before, but if the manager wants me to play there, yep. then I'll play anywhere. Yeah, because he, he did thought, a good job of filling in right wing, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't actually read the article because I don't normally click on Everton's tweets anymore. <laughs> um, Got them blocked. <laughs> but that was that was the headline on the tweet, was I'll play, I've never played right back, but I'll play anywhere if the manager wants me to, because yep. I want to help the team and contribute. Mm. So maybe that's, maybe that's in his thinking. But yeah, maybe I, I said that last week when Holgate played left back, Holgate if if Holgate's going to get in the team, it's either in the back five as one of the centre backs mm. or at right back. Mm. He's played the position plenty of times yeah. for Everton at right back when Coleman wasn't fit, yeah, and stuff like that. So for yeah. me, it would be as much as I don't really like him, it would be Holgate. Mm. I'm just I'm so afraid of Holgate getting a card. Yeah. Like it would be completely within the realm of possibility to get an early yellow mm. and then play timid the entire rest of the match. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm the same, mate. I'm terrified of Holgate, to be fair. I don't like him. I don't I'd be all right if he never played another game for us again. I, I don't care how short on defenders we are, to be honest. Um for me, if, if you haven't got a right back, well, we've got to fill in. I don't want to see Michael Keane right back. I don't know what the hell was going on there. That's just some weird nightmare thing going on. It's just just creepy, like just, just stop it. Um, yeah, it will be right back. Um, I don't know what you do left back, McNeil. You can't restrict McNeil to left back or left wing back because he's better than that going forward. He's productive, so he's got to be in and around the box as much as possible. Um, so I genuinely don't know what you do. You've got McNeil and Gray. I don't think either of them are suited to playing left wing back. Both of them are in the same position. It's a bit of a tricky one, really. Um. Maybe someone like was it Samuels or say Samuels or someone like that, you know, coming in and, and filling in position, or maybe someone like Reese Welch, who's a, a defender, coming in and filling a gap. But yeah, you just can't be putting like McNeil left back anymore. It doesn't suit his game. I know he can do it, and he done it to a competent degree. But he's better going forward. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough one. You know, as I said, they've done us twice this season already, Bournemouth. Um, they're no joke in terms of they're not the best of teams but they're not a team that we can look at and think yeah we'll turn them over because we're at home we already lost 10 games at home this season it's going to be a tough one it really is um, do I dare do I dare do predictions do we because this is this is it can <laughs> it can go very very badly wrong so I'm, I won't even ask you I won't even put you on the spot for this one it's, it's unfair 2-0 2-0 two nil. Two nil. Two nil yeah, nicely. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'll, I'll say 2-0 as well. I feel like 
I feel like Andrew, you can't you can't do that, mate. That's that's three one, Andrew said. No, three one the blues. I'll take that one. I'm not even gonna Yeah. Three one the blues, definitely. But uh you've got to be positive on you otherwise what's the point like don't bother turning up if you're not going to be positive Although, I also wouldn't be surprised if all three teams lose and we stay up that way yeah that's that's evident if, way, yeah. if you remember last year like everyone said yeah we stayed up with the Palace mm. win but it yeah. wasn't it was the Leicester win mm. because Leeds and Burnley didn't pick up any points after that yeah. so we could have lost Palace and still got slapped by Arsenal like we did anyway <laughs> and we would have stayed up but yeah. No, you 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 want to win, you know. Mm. We need yeah. to win, I think, because I think Leicester will do West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Leeds will get anything against Tottenham, but I think it's Leicester. Oh man, yeah. Leeds scares me more because it's Tottenham and it's at Ellen Road. It's big Sam, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? I was thinking about that, Andrew, myself. But I was thinking, you look at Leeds when they're at home; they like to be on the front foot. And the one thing about Tottenham is they are a brilliant counter-attacking team. If Son and Kane get any of that little bit of their connection that they've had for the last three or four years, mm. and Leeds can't defend for shit, yeah. they could literally lose about 5-4 Leeds <laughs> if, if Tottenham are on their game, counter-attacking-wise. Yeah. What, uh, what's Tottenham's position right now in regards to Europe? I think with Bournemouth, get, well, no, City are winning, sorry, against Brighton now. So yeah. I think they can still sneak into that Europa Conference. Mm. Okay. See, that's but, huge. If they had nothing to play for, I'd be like, we are completely yeah. fucked. Mm. But with Spurs having something to actually go for, that that's encouraging, honestly. Yeah. yeah. In regards to West Ham as well, I feel like uh, is the final not for another two weeks or whatever it is. So I don't feel like he, he can rest players and afford them to be rusty for the final. So I feel like he, he will put his best team out uh, just to keep them. You know, hot, like, you want to think the final is... I think that's it's a Friday night. <laughs> playing um, and yeah. they play that final. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm just I'm just looking at the head to head with Bournemouth, just going back and forth. My, my head's all over the place here with this game, but won one in our last six against Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, we haven't beaten them since 2019. They've they've won the last four against us. We owe them one as well because if you remember the year they went down during COVID, wasn't it? And they were already relegated, and they yeah. beat us two one at Goodison. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The previous thirteen games against them, we've won five. They've won six. Why? Why are we like this? Honestly, it's Bournemouth. Like, it's depressing. That's Junior Stanislas playing. He, he normally knocks a few in the Yeah, he hates us. Like, <laughs> I always, always remember watching Soccer Saturday and Cammy's just going ballistic. I was like, you fucker. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I look Solanke, I'll get a hat trick or something stupid. <laughs> I hate him. Um, yeah. Haven't they got another little ex? No, they haven't got Jordan. Jordan Ives not there no more, is he? They've probably he got a hat trick. Probably bought all of them for about 20 million as well. And yeah, yeah, something going on. But yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully, we can get the job done. And the, the thing that Woody's meet, like everyone says, it's in our hands. That scares me more than it not being in our hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Everton like, but. Hopefully we can just get it done. No funnying around. Get it done by half time. Everyone will feel better. Yeah. We'll enjoy the second half. We'll have a few pints. We'll just have a party. Um, yeah, and then focus on getting <laughs> the board out after that. I feel like there needs to be a pro- some form of protest, despite the result. Even if we win, I feel like there needs to be 
a bit of protest after the game, whether that's a sit-in or something, you know, banners. I've heard a few people just um, suggesting that, like, they literally just sit there in the seat. Yeah. You know, don't celebrate. Mm. Just sit there and then just all walk out on mass yeah. altogether. Mm. Yeah, but, it needs to be something like... To be fair, I mean, if we do stay up and none of the board members are there, I don't see the point in protesting. Mm. You might as well celebrate it in the stands. Don't pitch invade because we'll get a massive fine. But obviously celebrate in the stands because it's... Although I don't encourage celebrating failure, but in that moment, it's a moment of relief. So it's acceptable. And then walk out and then plan a protest against the board. Yeah. If one of them do turn up and we do survive, mm. I would I wouldn't be bothered if people did go on the pitch as long as it was straight to that director's box. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. just start singing sack the board, sack the board. Yeah. I feel like didn't Ken Wright come out during the week or something and say, Yeah, uh, you can't miss this one. Like he feels like it's some sort of fucking event, honestly. It's, yeah. it's just a theatre show to him. It's not the fucking final see it's not the final show on the Blood Brothers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. You know there's gonna be a story that comes out the night before, right? Yeah. Like nailed on. Mm, it's like the time. inverse version of the stadium news. Well, <laughs> if you read a few of the articles that um are talking about MSP, it's saying that Machiri is basically keeping it all he's trying to keep it under wraps because mm. he doesn't want any like anyone distracted from the week ahead. But yeah. it would be typical theatrical Mr. Kenwright to just throw a little bomb right in the middle of it. Yeah. Saturday night, seven o'clock, bang. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Healthier from camping outside Goodison. Yeah. And there will <laughs> there will be a bit of a walk as well, a, a bit of a march before the game. Um so they'll be walking past the Royal Oak pub and, and up Spellow Lane and onto Goodison Road that way. Um and, and get to the ground around four o'clock. So if you can, get down there, bring your flares, bring your banners, bring everything you can, um, bring your voices, you know, and, and, and make it yeah, loud. Bring Richarlison while you're at yeah. it. <laughs> bring the dog, uh, fuck it, just get them all back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, yeah. though? There's no code, there's no bus welcome or nothing, is there? So, which I'm mm. glad of, actually. Um, yeah. I think that's lost its sparkle a little bit, that. So, yeah. I think that, that needed the cannon. Um, I don't think, um, if it goes sour, I don't think... The luck of twenty thousand Smurfs <laughs> would be a very good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bad one. Um, Although it'd be harder to, harder to identify people who do fucking invade the pitch if they're all covered in blue. <laughs> yeah, there is that to it. Um, oh. Yeah, but. Uh, Another couple of sleepless nights before we get there, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens. But just hoping and praying we can we can get through. Just and if we win, I, I do you know what, mate. I don't even care if it's like something stupid, like you know, it comes off Mopay. Like I, see, I think I seen a tweet the other day. If Mopay scores and saves the day, are you going to celebrate? Well, yeah, of course we're going to fucking celebrate. Do you know what I mean? As as much as we hate Mopay, you're doing it for the club. It's not about like it's not about that. So. Anyone putting tweets up like that can just get lost, in my opinion, get in the bin. But yeah, um, he's still paid to do a job, though, John. Isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Cele- I'd celebrate if Bill came on for the last minute and fucking <laughs> the diving header that kept us in the league. Calvert Lewin style, yeah. 
lads thank you so much for joining me again and, and it's it's navy and you know it's squeaky bum time and all that but hopefully hopefully please god we can be back on sunday with a positive positive um podcast but yeah lads thank you so much enjoy the rest of the evening and there uh, we'll see you soon thanks one gents that's it for this episode thank you for listening to the Everton aren't we podcast if you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAWPodcast at gmail.com.